guys, it's me, Radical Ray, and today I wanted to talk about veganism. The reason why I find this topic so important is for a few reasons. I find a lot of radical feminists tell you that you cannot be a true feminist unless you are a vegan. Radical feminism is leftist, inherently, which means we're not supposed to be policing how you eat or what you eat. We are seeking to dismantle oppressive systems in place for humans. Leftist ideology does not include animals. It's very admirable there are women who want to dismantle the oppressive systems for animals. I am not for mass agriculture at all. I find it quite alarming that when I say I am not vegan, automatically people assume that I am wanting the worst case scenario for animals. This is not true of a lot of the meat eaters I do meet. A lot of the radical feminists who I know do eat meat. There are actually less radical feminists who are vegans that I know than who are not. The reason why I find this topic to be very important is because the past few days on my social media, there have been quite a few discourses in regards to veganism. Veganism is admirable in the sense that you are trying to do least harm possible. Now, if you can acknowledge in your veganism that what you are trying to do is the least harm possible, I admire that. But what we're finding is fringe ideologies when it comes to veganism. What we're finding is the disregard for mineral depletion, mass cropping, who picks those crops, how we export import crops, and weather patterns. All of that aside, and what money and access we have, what needs to be acknowledged here first and foremost is women should not be compared to cattle, period. Whether you advocate for cattle or not doesn't make you any more or less of a feminist because feminism is strictly for adult human females. It's in our definition. Now let's touch upon how ecofeminism impacts radical feminism. Ecofeminism is completely separate from radical feminism. You can be an eco-radical feminist, but you cannot just be a radical feminist and then claim eco falls into it. Wanting better for cattle is all-inclusive. It's a part of being a human. It's humanism. The predatory systems in place that prey upon marginalized communities with all regards, from meat, crops, to all of our food, is all-inclusive. It's men and women. It's not just a woman's issue. The reason why vegans try to make this a woman's issue is because they talk about cow rape. What this means is farmers, you know, artificially inseminate cows to produce cows to produce milk. To produce calves to produce milk and so forth the cycle continues I don't agree with it but I'm not going to sit here and compare it to human rape I don't know how cows think we can only conceptualize what they think there is no solid proof to how cows think we have an ideology what we don't have is proof this all being said the tokenization from vegans of marginalized communities is what really gets me. 
Comparing cow slaughter to a holocaust is disgusting. Period. End of story. We are not actively waging war on cows or cattle. We are not flying to different countries to specifically gather and kill cows. We are not mass genociding cows who just exist in the hills. Or wild cows, if you will. I know that sounds weird to say, but they do exist. We are not contacting other governments to get their cows, kill them for access and power. We are not hanging up anti-cow propaganda everywhere. We are not waging a war on cows. What we are doing is mass producing outside of cloning for capitalism. We produce way more meat than we actually consume. We wouldn't even have to change our diets. We would just have to change power structure. None of us would have to go vegan for us to stop overproducing meat, and we would all still be well-fed and perfectly normal. What all of this fails to acknowledge is, in places like even in America, there are huge food deserts. And what a food desert is, means you live further than three miles away from a grocery store, and you do not have public transportation. And you live in a neighborhood where a grocery store won't come in, but it's majority fast food. So your only access to food all the time is fast food. Food desert people strongly rely on social welfare programs, so like food stamps, which means they can only shop probably once, maybe twice a month if they are lucky. So what this means is a lot of canned foods, a lot of frozen foods. So their access to adequate nutrition or their choice for nutritionally dense foods that can fill you up are very slim pickings. They don't have the same access as other people have and the same choice other people have to go vegan. Some of these families are actually forced into vegetarianism or veganism when they would be better, healthier off, or wanting to eat meat just depending upon how your body is set up. None of this is acknowledged. Instead, it's tokenized. By privileged vegans who say, well, people, there are vegans of color. Well, a lot of vegans of color, unfortunately, live in communities that are stricken with poverty. And they've had to incorporate veganism into their culture, which is great. I'm happy they're happy with their culture. But that's never addressed. It's never the fact that we've actually never had adequate access to meat, so these are the meals we have for our culture, so we're just, you know, inherently vegan. But it, they don't have the same lifestyle a lot of other people have. And they also acknowledge not everybody has the same system or evolution and all of these very different variables that we have. There are half the people on the planet who can't drink milk and the other half can, you know? So we have these different evolutionary means. Instead, vegans will tokenize these people and their poverty and say, well, if they can do it, you can do it. Now, what upsets me about this is the, mo the most is places, especially in America, where people of color fight really hard for adequate access, care, nutrition, for healthier diets, and don't have the means to are being told now by these vegans 
that they have the means to and they should make the proper choice for cattle. And then being told that it's actually healthier for them if they do so. What this means for these marginalized communities is developing an eating disorder. It doesn't mean adequate nutrition because they only have the opportunity to maybe shop once, twice a month, like I've mentioned before. So you're telling these people to get an eating disorder to spare the feelings of cattle because their feelings matter more. Now saying that to marginalized communities in America and equating them to cattle is brazen, bold, and very tone deaf. Less than 60 years ago, there were signs hung out, hung up in America where it said, no Negroes, no coloreds, no Jews, no blacks. These places accepted animals just fine. If you had a horse, who cares? Bring your horse. If you had a dog, your dog was family. It was things like this. And we got to see this example in Nazi Germany, actually. Hitler was photographed a lot with his dog and feeding his dog very high-end value foods. Treated his dog better than he treated Jews. Your treatment of animals is sometimes indicative and reflective of who you are as a human, but not always. When it comes to nutrition, access, and survival, we shouldn't be held accountable. Mainly because we as humans understand the moral line and the moral difference of circle of life. We understand our place in the food chain on a subliminal level. And we understand that if mass agriculture went away, we would have to make, an adjust- make some adjustments. It's because we understand we have a place. What veganism is suggesting is that we are animals, but also at the same time we have choice. We are no different from animals, but at the same, at the same time we should make the moral choice. You cannot have your cake and eat it too. Either we have the capacity to understand the morality and the differences to make the proper choices to treat the less fortunate or we act purely on instinct. You cannot have either or. Now, I will touch upon my past where I used to have a very severe eating disorder. I was under, I am 5 foot 11, 6 feet tall around there. Depending upon what man you're asking who believes himself to be six feet tall, he'll probably call me 6'3". Now, I've been this tall since I was 13, 14 years old. It was hard for me to adjust in society, in a patriarchal society, because I've always felt displaced. I thought the only way I can compensate for that is by being as skinny as possible. So, I developed a very strong eating disorder. I was vegan when I had a very strong eating disorder. And the reason why I chose veganism is so I would not be ridiculed. Specifically, if I told people I was vegan, they would just give me a side eye, but they would not question my eating disorder. I was a clean vegan. I did not eat processed food at all. I used it as a crutch. And the reason why I find it really alarming for feminists to tell women specifically to be vegan, to do this, and it's true feminism, and 
meat is for men makes me sick in many of different ways. And one of those trigger points is because I had an de- eating disorder. But if I step back and take a look at all of these cultures they're tokenizing, it also upsets me. Because in a lot of these cultures, women are told they shouldn't eat meat. And meat is solely for men because meat is meant to make them big and strong. Women are not big and strong. Men are big and strong. Men have more muscles, so therefore they need the meat. It's logical for them to have the meat. That's the tokenization going on here. And that's where they get meat is for men. Because women are not deserving of adequate nutrition or muscles or strength. So we had years and years and years of evolution of women not strength training. And I sometimes can't help but think, biologically speaking, would this be different if we were allowed to eat meat and, you know, actually be ourselves? At which point did our socialization stop? Because then I think about our, you know, great, great, great ancestors, cave hunters and meat hunters of the Ice Age. And in order for a human species to survive, there has to be more women than men. Because there has to be great variations of DNA. And the only way that can happen is through women, because we create DNA lineage. We create the variables, we create the differences. The only thing a man does is determine the sex of a baby. Sometimes contributes to images, but not always. Women are responsible for the difference of genetic makeup. Biologically, that's just what our bodies do. It's quite powerful, actually. And it's why trans women could never be women. Anyways, there has to be more women than men. So if we look to our cave dwellers and our ancestors, hunting and gathering for meat for the winter, leathers and oils, knowing that there were more women than men, then what happens when the man fell ill? Do you think women would just not hunt? That man was responsible for hunting. What happens? Does the whole tribe die out? Or is it the fact that women were actually also skilled hunters because it would just make more sense for a woman to take up that role in society or for women to work together to take up the role? And maybe both men and women were both hunters and gatherers. That this job was known to be done together and had to be done together in order for humans to survive. It's weird for us to throw our current patriarchal society onto them because that didn't exist back then. And it's weird to look at cave drawings of stick figures and to think that's inherently man. You see a cave drawing and, and, you know, and it's a stick figure and you think automatically, oh, that's a man. Why is that a man? And the more history, as more history is being dug up, you will find that the quote-unquote Amazons are actually not a myth. And I refer to them as the Amazons when they were actually Scythian warriors. And it was a vast empire of large warrior women who did hunting and gathering and were fierce warriors. And then you look to Egypt and you start to see more of that. And then you start to see more matriarchal societies come up. But... The reason why these matriarchal societies didn't last is because of men essentially just killed them off. Anyways, back on the topic of veganism, which means that meat is inherently not men. It was meant for survival. And then later on, food preparation became the duty of a woman. So the duty of a woman was to prepare this meat, this feast, this meal, which means that we had to learn how 
to debone this animal and to save the leathers and to do all of this, we had to make use of it all. To claim veganism is something we've always been is highly ignorant. And to claim veganism is the higher ground when our ancestors, especially women, did this to help us survive to where we get to do now is tone deaf. Now, if you are vegan and this is your choice to be vegan, that's fine. But I need you to understand it hasn't always been that way. And it's not the moral high ground and not everybody can. If you want everyone to be vegan, I strongly recommend you guys to make sure that single mothers with children in food deserts have adequate access, nutrition, and funding and quality to make sure she can feed her kids and herself a healthy vegan diet and sustain her energy that she needs to raise her family and to work because that's the reality of the matter. I need you guys to stop tokenizing vegans of color because of their communities who are impoverished and who are possibly thriving now and have still uphold those cultural traditions. If you are not practicing every aspect of their culture, you cannot say that is a part of your culture. That is a token item that you use to justify who you are. And to say, well, people of color do it, so I do it, and to claim the higher ground is to have a hero-savior complex. And I understand as a woman, as a radical feminist, it seems a lot easier to liberate animals than it does yourself, than it does other women. But to directly compare and project your feelings onto animals that cannot conceptualize the way you conceptualize or cannot view patriarchal structures the way you do is wrong. You need to be helping other women. We need to be liberating women. I will not participate in a system or a structure that tells men they have to respect cattle and treat cattle fairly and not eat cattle and not rape cattle before women. If there are no laws in place punishing men for what I just stated but will punish them to do that to cattle, I am not okay with it. And it's not feminist. To claim that women who state what I state are human supremacists is just factually wrong if you are a vegan because you acknowledge we are animals. There are racist undertones to veganism. It's a result of colonialism and exploitation and countries that cannot have access to meat and are forced into veganism. And to claim you are just like them and you follow suit to them as the oppressor class or from descendants of the oppressor class is a mockery and very tone deaf. I bring this up a lot because I'm tired of hearing this argument. I'm tired of seeing this argument. I'm tired of being told that I have to watch what I eat. Like I said, I used to have an eating disorder and as someone who is recovered, I would even still say recovering, but I would like to say I'm more recovered than recovering from an eating disorder. 
it's incredibly wrong to say that. Vegans like to say they're constantly being attacked when somebody posts about eating meat or not being vegan. Now, the definition of being attacked is specifically going to that person and ranting against them. Radical feminists understand when we post about transgenderism and how the trans community is harming kids and women on our own accounts, and then a trans rights activist comes to our page, we are being attacked by them. And we understand that because we posted how we felt on our page and they could just block us or read what we had to say, comment, and then leave, whatever the case may be. Well, once they make it personal by direct messaging us, we know it's an attack. Now, what vegans do is see a post, slide in our direct messages and in our comments, and consistently try to defend their stance. So they are the ones doing the attacking, but claim being attacked because of a position we have, a stance we have. I know in the last episode I said, regardless of how you eat or what you eat, it shouldn't matter. And I still feel that way. Women's capital doesn't matter. Attacking women for what they eat, how they eat, or how they feed their families is ridiculous because we are responsible for all of this. This burden is placed onto our shoulders. Nobody cares about us, and now you're telling us to care about cattle more. Or to think about cattle. I cannot even imagine being told this as an impoverished mother. The rage I would feel would be astronomical. And I know there are vegans listening to this, tokenizing that mother as if they know what it's like. It's important to understand these differences. And I think it's really important to, you know, advocate for a better ecosystem. But when there's tons of Data's data stats articles talking about both sides and what could happen it just shows that we actually don't know the truth we cannot say veganism will save the planet the same way we can say not being vegan won't save the planet but what we know factually is holding large corporations accountable will save the planet I'm told by vegans the only way we can accomplish this is by being vegan If all women decided collectively to be vegan, then meat companies would have to stop. Well, here's the thing. All the grain they talk about that we make to feed cows would not slow down. And that's really the biggest issue as well. And I know it would slow down. We would sell that to fast food joints to replace the beef to plant-based burgers. We would find a way to turn it into a meat substitute because that's what capitalism does. Capitalism doesn't give a care. So really, what green footprint are we saving? And capitalism isn't losing out by any stretch. The stock market is not crashing because we all, as women, decided to go vegan. Who owns this? Who runs this capitalistic nature? And we know this to be men as feminists. So why is this never pushed onto men? All eating disorders and caring has to be pushed onto women. And when radical feminists do this, I find it really hard to believe that they're not misogynistic. It's hard for me to accept the fact that this is not misogyny. And once again, I've mentioned how insidious patriarchy is and how deep the misogyny is. 
and how we have to undo it. Radical feminists are not excused from this. It takes active dismantling consistently. I have to check myself consistently before I even speak about something. And sometimes I will voice an opinion and I will actively have to apologize or redact it because I realize that was indeed internalized misogyny or that was indeed wrong or that was indeed my patriarchal influence. Veganism is that indoctrination. And the reason why it's justified is because it's meant as a feel good. You're doing good. You're liberating animals and cows. So you're actively doing something. So it's a hero complex. But the thing is, there's nothing heroic about it. When active trafficking, marginalized people are being exploited. Trafficking of people are being exploited. Immigrants are being exploited. Immigrants are in the nastiest weather, the nastiest fires, the nastiest conditions 24-7, not being paid overtime, working countless of hours in fear of their lives constantly to try to make ends meet, never getting to see their family, and the conditions to which they had to cross the border, plus never getting to see their family, and hoping to make things work, is not just an American issue. That is a global issue. And if we think that would subside if we all went vegan is gross to me. And if we want to place cow feelings above that, that is also gross to me. And I won't do it. And I won't participate in it. And if you are a vegan, once again, great. Good for you. But if you are not a vegan and you are constantly being told that you're not a real feminist unless you are vegan, I want you to know that those people are wrong. Feminism is about adult human females. It's not about cattle. It's not about any other thing that's female or can be considered feminine. It's about adult human females. And unless you help all adult female, adult human females, their access, their capital, their safety, then we have no reason to be meddling in nature. Now, once again, I will say mass agriculture is wrong because of its exploitation, not because I feel the need to defend cattle, but I absolutely have to defend the need of marginalized communities that make our food systems work. That is not feminism, though. That is humanism, and everybody should be paying attention to it. And if radical feminists want to push this onto women, I need them to address their internalized misogyny before they actually try to address other women and ridicule them for what they eat, how they eat, and how they prepare, and how they uphold ancestral cultural conditions and traditions. Once again, it's about adult human females. Our ancestors tried to keep us alive. And this is just proof within the fact that some people can consume lactose and other people can't. People in cooler and harsher conditions developed a gene immediately to consume lactose so they could stay alive for the winter because they had no access to plants. People with those same genes developed pickling of foods so they could have food to eat during the winter. This is because we understood how important survival was. Your issue is with capitalism and not how we eat. 
and it's important that you attack capitalism and not how we eat as women. Because as women, we're consistently being told how to eat, what to eat, to be our best authentic selves. When in reality, all you have to be is a woman with a brain and a mind and free of misogyny and male supremacy and that access and that choice. It's not about anything else. It's not about your image. Thank you guys for listening to my rant. I'm Radical Ray. You can find me on Instagram, my only social media, at R-A-Y-G-U-N-N-Z, number three. Have a good night, you guys. Take care. Happy International Women's Day.